Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. That's not just any sound. It's lunchtime, and that's the irresistible sound of Philadelphia cream cheese being spread across your sandwich. And now you're wondering if it tastes as good as it sounds? Remember, you came here for this radio show. Irresistibly Philadelphia. Hello and welcome to another episode of Planet F1 Podcast Talking Point. Today's episode is all about Fernando Alonso. Could he return to the sport? Where could he go? Do people want to see it and will it happen? Joining myself, Finn Grimolder, to go through all this is, as always, the Planet F1 editor, Michelle Foster. Michelle, thanks for coming on. You um, managing to stay sane in these uh, in these strange times? Yep, so far so good. Um, thankfully, uh, down here in South Africa, we've only got a couple of exercise hours back each day, so we're at least getting to run around the block a bit, which is fantastic for the mental side. Yeah, it's the little things. I never never realized how important walking was to my life until, you know, I was limited to one walk a day and suddenly it feels like the best uh, half an hour of my life. <laughs> yep, it is. Yeah, well, uh, like I said, all about Fernando Alonso today, so uh, let's get into it. Um, since he left Formula One, obviously rumours have persisted about him coming back someday, and it's fair to say he doesn't really do much to get rid of those rumours. He's spoken about the possibility of a return before quite a few times, and just last week he put a poll on Twitter effectively asking his fans where he should go next, with F1 getting 81% of the vote. Um just not considering whether it will happen, whether it could happen, how it could happen. Uh, do you think it's fair to say he wants to come back to Formula One? Um, I'm not 100% sure if he wants to come back to Formula One or if he wants to be wanted back in Formula One. I mean, Alonso is now 38 years old. Um, he, he was very, very disillusioned with Formula One in the latter, the latter few years. So I'm not quite seeing why he would want to jump back into a Formula One car again. Yeah, that's the question, isn't it? It's kind of why he'd want to come back. I mean, I, I get the whole thing of being a triple, triple world champion's a big deal and everything. Um, and, you know, obviously he lost out on the title in the final race, I think three times in his career so I guess there, there may be a feeling of unfinished business but then you think back to his last few years and he just just seemed to hate the sport really didn't he yes completely I mean he he seldom in his last three years had anything encouraging to say about the team the engine or the sport as a whole um he didn't like the way Formula One was going um, I think mainly he didn't like where he was in Formula One, you know, given that McLaren and with that Honda engine was just, it just didn't gel. Uh, and he was in a position where, like, points were a miracle, never mind podiums and race wins. And when you're a double world champion, 
to kind of be picking up the pieces at the back of the field. I mean, that's, that's not what anybody wants, oh, except maybe Kimi Raikkonen. But aside from Kimi, not, not many other people would want to be doing that. Yeah, no, that, that's that's the thing, isn't it? It's, I mean, whether he wants to return or not is largely irrelevant, depending on the seats available. Because even if he wanted to, I don't think he'd end up going back to a, a team in kind of midfield or worse. Um, so yeah, that brings us onto it nicely. Let's go through the potential options. Um, and straight up, I think there's a few teams you can just rule out without even bothering to speculate. Um, Williams, Haas, Alfa Romeo. For obvious reasons, just not good enough. Same with Alfatori, um, and yeah, Red Bull signing him would go against their every philosophy. Um, and anyway, Max Verstappen effectively runs that team now and is definitely the number one driver. So yeah, I think I think it's safe to rule out all those teams, which leaves Ferrari, Mercedes, Renault, McLaren, um, and Aston Martin, currently known as Racing Point. Do you think there's any kind of standout team that you could see him going to if he if he is to return? Most of the time when he's linked to Formula One these days, he's linked to Ferrari. But he, he had a shot at Ferrari. It didn't work. They also they didn't gel. I mean uh, I think it was three times that he he finished runner up uh, in the championship at Ferrari. There was always just that little a little something missing. So I don't see him making a return to, to the Scuderia. They didn't end on bad terms by any means. It just it just wasn't working. They had five years of it, and it didn't produce the goods, so game over. He moved on to McLaren. Uh, I don't see him moving to Mercedes. There is some talk, um, and by talk I mean rumors, that uh, Lewis Hamilton will be heading to Ferrari. It's just a matter of time. So it says uh, our beloved Eddie Jordan. Um, and let's not forget, Eddie Jordan told us all that Michael Schumacher would be returning to Formula One with Mercedes, so sometimes he does get it right. But even if Mercedes does have a seat opening for Hamilton moving, I don't see them willing to, to put Alonso in that car. He's been out of the sport for a year now, and I just, I just really don't see it happening. If Mercedes is going to put anybody into that car, in Alonso's, I mean, in Hamilton's place, it's going to be someone like George Russell. So, yeah, those two, and those two are the only realistic race-winning options on the table. And I wouldn't, I mean, why would Alonso want to return to Formula One if he's not going to be in a position to win a race? Yeah, yeah, I, I think maybe it's, um, I guess a lot's dependent on the regulation changes that have now obviously been pushed back a year. Um, if if uh, a Renault, a McLaren or an Aston Martin could convince him that they can give him a race-winning car, then maybe he could come back. But I feel like there'd have to be a lot of evidence to be able to convince him that that's happened. Because, I mean, well, he's been stung before. I mean, generally, his decision-making has been pretty horrendous when it comes to choosing a Formula One seat. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think Ferrari's an option, really. I think if Vettel leaves, which you could see, then I, I imagine they'd rather go for a number two to put alongside Charles Leclerc, to be honest. Uh, I think that's generally how Ferrari operates. They prefer having a clear number one driver. And I mean, he's really the team's golden boy. You know, he's from their academy. He's young. Um, so, yeah, I can't see that. Mercedes, maybe. I mean, I get that they'd maybe need a big number one driver to stick in if Hamilton leaves. Uh, and George Russell has yet to 
leave Williams, you know, mid to, just to fill the gap. But to be honest, Eddie Jordan can be right sometimes, but I don't think he's right with the rumours that uh, Lewis Hamilton's leaving for Ferrari. I just can't see that myself. Um, I do, I, I do think that of the five that you can't completely rule out, I'd say Renault and Aston Martin are probably the best bets. Just, I mean, yeah, just going through Renault first. Obviously, he had. He had really good years there. That's where he won his world championships. Um, from what I can tell, he's maintained a good relationship with the team. They've got the resources to challenge for a title. They just haven't built that car for it yet. So, I mean, it, it all comes down to whether they could have a title winning car by in time for the regulation changes. I think out of a lot of them, like you said, Renault and Aston Martin would be the two most likely. Um, Renault's the team that Lonzo won his two world titles with, and he was also the team that he went scampering back to after his first stint with McLaren didn't work. Um, unfortunately, that wasn't with the same level of success as his first as his first stint at Renault. But but at that time, a lot has changed since then. I mean, we're talking a decade on since the last race with Renault. Um, I don't like you say he he doesn't have a bad relation with them. But the team's changed completely. It's a lot of it's a lot of other people now with uh, Cyril being in charge, and I don't really see him being as open to Alonso stepping into the car um, as they would have been under the previous regime. So to be honest, I think in a, in a strange kind of way, it largely whether there's space for him in the sport almost entirely relies on Sebastian Vettel's future. Um, and that's not because that would create a space at Ferrari for him, but I just think that would kind of, if Vettel's to leave, you'd think that that seat's probably going to be filled by, I'd say, Carlos Sainz or Daniel Ricciardo. Um, they're probably the two most likely options. And either of those leaving would then leave a space at, uh, at Renault and McLaren for him. Um, moving on to McLaren, though, I think, what how Alonso treated the team back when he was there, when it was McLaren Honda, is the definition of burning bridges. To be honest, I think they prob the, the the people that work there probably can't think of anything worse than the thought of having Alonso back in the team again. Yeah, you always want a driver who's going to be encouraging. I mean, even in the the face of an absolute horrendous race and the the joy of driving a GP2 engine. Um, you don't want your driver to be screaming and yelling that to the world. Yes, you want someone who will be honest um, with you, but perfectly honest behind closed doors, right? Which Alonso, Alonso wasn't. He never has been in his career. If he has something to say, he's, he's open to saying it to the entire world. Um, and it's interesting because, like, Zach Brown will say, no, that's great, he absolutely loves that, it's one of the things he appreciates, blah, blah, fish paste. Um, you kind of get the feeling like there's not really much truth to that, because even if Zach does love that, everybody else at the team probably hates that. And one thing that really, really annoys sponsors is someone being critical of the team. Yeah, it's fair to say, I mean... However good he is, one thing you'd never describe Alonso as would be a team player. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think that he's really a kind of driver McLaren would want. Aston Martin, on the other hand, I think personally, probably just a bit ahead of Renault. I'd say that's maybe the most likely option of where Alonso could go. I think they've got the money for it, obviously. I mean, not only is it going to carry the name Aston Martin, but it's also going to be bankrolled by... Lawrence Stroll, um, obviously a billionaire. 
Um, and I just think maybe they'll, they'll want to make a mark as soon as they get into the sport officially. You know, they want to turn people's heads, make it, make that kind of statement, say, you know, we're we're in it to win it. We're here not just to make up the numbers. Yeah, I, I do think Fernando Alonso could be that option for them. Uh, it's definitely a statement. Obviously, it would probably be in place of Sergio Perez, considering that Lance Stroll is the son of the uh, team owner. And, I mean, again, I could see Perez leaving. I think he's spoken about it a few times in the last few years, how he, he, he may leave if he doesn't find himself in a seat that's immediately, you know, winning races and getting podiums. So... Yeah, could you see him going to Aston Martin? Because for me, that's the most likely option of it to happen. Like you say, it is it is one of the more likely options. But like one of the Aston Martin seats goes to Lance. I mean, that's that's set in stone. He is the safest driver that we have on the Formula One grid. Um, I don't see Sergio Perez walking away from Formula One at the end of next season. I really think he'll be around in 2022 to see the new rules come into play because he is a driver who could win races. He he has the ability. I mean, what he has done in the cars that he's had over the years is absolutely fantastic. He really doesn't get the credit that he deserves. So I believe he will be around in 2022 to see if Aston Martin, under the new rules, can provide him with that car that's going to win races, and who knows, it could have been full of a shocker and be inside the top three come the end of the standings uh, if the team gets it right. Like you say, it's got massive backing from Lawrence Stroll. Those pockets are super deep. So if we get to the end of 2022, then it's now 2023, and Alonso is now 40 years old, I think. I think he's 38 now. So, yeah, I just, I just really don't see it happening. Um, on the one hand, it would be fantastic. He is great PR for Formula One. He creates headlines. He is very much loved or very much hated. And, and that's pretty much what you want from a driver, someone who will polarize the audience. But I just don't see a place opening up for him on the ground in a team worthy of Alonso's caliber. I just don't see it. Yeah, you mentioned, obviously, kind of his, you know, the kind of PR benefits of having him. So let's just go through. I mean... How, how just how appealing do you think he is to teams at, at the moment? You know, I mean, obviously there's his age, 38, which isn't ideal. Um, he probably cost a lot of money, I imagine, with the wages he'll ask. But on the other hand, I mean, he's still presumably as as good as he was when he left. Uh, obviously, that's not a given. But yeah, I mean, obviously there's what he brings on track, and there, I mean, he, he brings a lot off the track as well in terms of publicity, in terms of finances doesn't he um do you, do you still think he is in a an appealing asset to the formula one teams um, i think from a financial point of view he's an extremely appealing asset uh, you would never consider fernando alonso to be a pay driver but pretty much wherever he went so did uh, spanish bank santander and that was worth a, a lot of millions to the teams that he went with so, as I said, by no means was he paying for his drive, but he was definitely making it a lot prettier for the teams. So I think from a marketing point of view, from a sponsorship point of view, Alonso would bring with him a whole lot of wealth. But let's say for a team like Mercedes, do they really need that 30 million sponsorship? Their budget's 400 million. And in any case, those budgets are going to get dramatically reduced next season. So I don't think having a driver like for a big team to give a seat away to a driver because of what he can bring sponsorship-wise, 
Uh, will actually worth anything if we have a budget cap of 150 million. I'm pretty sure Mercedes, Red Bull, Ferrari, Renault, even McLaren can find that money relatively easily. So then you've got to look at what he could bring to you on the track. And it's a bit of a difficult one to decide because when he was with McLaren Honda for those last three years, they, they were wretched years. Uh, it was it was so disappointing for the team. It was so disappointing for Alonso that we actually don't know for definite if, if he does still have what it takes. I mean, maybe someone needs to take a gamble and put him in a test and see what he does then. Obviously, I wouldn't know the financial, uh, you know, kind of ramifications of getting Alonso in. But if I was a team principal, I think it would just be such a difficult prospect to turn down. Just because, I mean, I thought he was he was so good when he was in Formula One. You know, I, I think since I've been watching it, I, I think he's the best driver that the sport has seen. Um, and yeah, I, I'd i say that he was better than Lewis Hamilton. Um See, all these people saying we're biased towards Lewis Hamilton. And, you know, I think Alonso was better. Um, you know, so I, I would say that he was the best. And even even in his last year, when he left, I still think he was the best. You know, he had a horrible car when he was driving for McLaren, but he just drove the wheels off it consistently. I mean, there was even the case where he literally drove it without a wheel and still managed to get back to back to the pits. So, yeah, I just think... I think people have to remember just how good he is. And there's a part of me that thinks that ability would be quite difficult for team, for for a team like Renault or Aston Martin to turn down. Um, but it's obviously not a given that he's still as good as, as he was when he left the sport. You know, if you look at like Michael Schumacher, for example, he was out for not, not a huge amount of time, really, when he came back to Mercedes in 2010. And he'd obviously lost a lot of ability. So... Yeah, I guess it's not exactly a given, is it, that he's as good now as he was when he left? No, definitely not. But he is definitely more of a, a PR scoop for a team like Aston Martin than I think he would be for anybody else in the grid. Um, like you said earlier, Aston Martin coming into Formula 1 with a bang next season as a works team. They have their name all over the place. Um, so for them, for them, he might be worth he might A, be worth the money, uh, but B, he would definitely be worth the PR exposure that the team will get. I mean, if you go online on Formula One, how often do you, how often do you read a story about Lance Stroll? Uh, there's like one in a blue moon, whereas most people could literally find you one a week, even at a time like this, about Fernando Alonso, you know, whether he's getting his hair cut or he's contemplating a career in Dakar, a career in Indy cars. There's always something that appeals to the public about about Londo. So on those grounds, he might be worth the gamble, yeah? but you've got also to take into account that if things don't go according to plan, um, yeah, a lot of the headlines about your team are going to be very negative with Londo saying GPT. Ultimately, it, it is a big risk, isn't it, for whoever went for him? Um, and it's just whether it's worth the risk for what he brings on and off the track. Um, whether, whether teams would want him is one thing. Another matter is whether the fans would want him back. Um, obviously, his own Twitter poll suggests that people want him back in Formula One. But, I mean, you know, those results are given solely by his followers and fans. So I, I'd say those results are pretty skewed. Um, so we thought we'd put the question out there ourselves. Uh, we, asked our, we asked our Facebook and Twitter followers whether they want to see Fernando Alonso back in the sport or not. And these are some of the responses we got. So, starting off with Twitter, we've got 
Georgette Burler, she says, yes, yes, yes. He's a relentless fighter and so exciting to watch. All round entertainment with Fernando on track, off track, on radio. Miss him so much. So yeah, that's obviously a pretty keen one. Tony Carpenter, on the other hand, uh, says no. Time moves on and Fernando has to also. Uh, love the guy, but there is a new generation coming through now. So that's obviously mixed. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much the trend throughout. If you're just moving, moving over to Facebook now, we've got Laurie Cairns. She says no, the younger drivers are the future of F1. They're so entertaining, they have wonderful energy. Fernando is part of the past. His record, good and bad, speaks for itself. I much prefer the camaraderie of the current drivers. Once again, though, it's countered by Simon Moth, who says, like him or not, he's one of the legends of F1. Is he past his prime? Stick him in a front-running car, and we'll find out. And then Sandro Lockin, this is the last one we'll read out, gave a bit more of a balanced view. He says... Yes, but only if he can secure a competitive seat. I don't want to see his talent suffering in, in the midfield seat again. Um, so, I mean, I'd say those comments are a pretty good representation of of Fernando Alonso's uh, popularity and re- reputation among Formula One fans. I mean, would you disagree that he's probably the one Formula One driver that divides people more than any other? I think very much so. Um, in today's Formula One, I mean, there were many, many before him, but yeah, you know, in today's world, he's he's what, probably the most polarizing of all the drivers. But yeah, I think a lot of the readers are right. It's it's time for the next generation. There are so many youngsters wanting to come through, wanting their shot. I mean, poor George Russell at the moment is sitting in a Williams, could be sitting in a Williams for two two more years, and that that's not worthy of his talent. Yeah. Someone like George deserves a Mercedes seat before someone like Fernando Alonso does. I, I think it largely comes down to who would be losing out if Alonso was to come in. Um, I think if if Alonso comes in because you know Lewis Hamilton or Sebastian Vettel leave the grid, for example, then great, awesome, you know, kind of like for like, and we get to see a really great driver back in the sport. Um, I've got no complaints, but. Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of people and yourself in that, um, yeah, I think it is time for the younger drivers to, to be given a chance. I think George Russell is kind of waiting for that Mercedes seat because um, there's not much he can really prove when he's in a Williams that's about, you know, a second off the nearest car uh, each qualifying session. So, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't really want to, I wouldn't want to see Alonso go to Mercedes ahead of Russell, um, but, on the other hand, if there's space for him, you know, because someone decides to walk away from the sport, whether that be Vettel, Hamilton, or you know, Sergio Perez, then great. Um, would you want to see him back? Is that is it again a case of the circumstances in which he'd be coming back, or are you just completely over the the Alonso hype? No, it would definitely have to be the circumstances. I would love to see Commander Alonso come back, but then again, I'd love to see a thirty car grid. So if we have a 30-car grid, bring him back, give him a shot. But as long as we've got 20 cars, and as I said, there's a whole lot of young talents, you know, that deserve that seat, uh, that deserve to be at the front of the grid, then I, th- I think we have to give them the chance. Um, also, why would a team, like let's say Mercedes or Ferrari, potentially want to drive for just two years when the whole future awaits? So... Yeah, I don't see it happening. It would be awesome, but as I said, only if, only if it doesn't, unfortunately, do the real guys in. 
Yeah, I, I think I, when he retired, I'd kind of accepted it, you know, made my peace. But okay, Fernando Alonso, great driver he was, pretty unlucky, maybe he should have won more, but that's that, that's that's the sport sometimes. Um, but it's just all this, all, all the comments he makes to the press and on the social media about wanting to come back, it just, it, it draws you in again, you know, it's irresistible, the thought of him back in a, in a good car, fighting at the front alongside the likes of Hamilton, Verstappen, Leclerc, you know, it's just, it, it, it's so tempting and it's such an appealing thought, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess you're saying that no way it's happening. No way it's happening, um, unless, like you say, Aston Martin, they might be his one and only hope, um, but I, I reckon even that would only be for 2022, and still, by then, he's 40, so I really don't see it happening. Um, I think it's time that the, the chapter got closed on that one, unfortunately, and we mourn the loss and move on. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I think definitely Aston Martin's probably his best bet, um, just like as if they want to make a statement and they want immediate success, and I can't really think of a better driver to give them that. Um given that one seat's definitely going to be occupied by Lance Stroll, I think they'll probably need another driver to get as many points as possible. Uh, no offence to Lance. So, yeah, I think Aston Martin's his only option, but, uh, yeah, I think mo- most of Formula One's probably in a boat now where, you know, they, it, it's time to say goodbye to Alonso once and for all. Yeah, well, that's everything for the today's uh, Alonso-heavy episode. Thanks as always for coming on, Michelle. Uh, maybe next time we'll be discussing the official start date for the 2020 season. Uh, wouldn't that be nice? That would be fantastic. Um, I think we're all sort of counting the days to July um, in the hope that it happens. But yeah, nothing confirmed yet. So here's hoping in the next week or two we do get some sort of confirmation. Yeah, yeah. I think Formula One's plans are ambitious and optimistic to say the least, Uh, but I really, really hope that they actually happen. Thanks also to all those who got in touch to let us know your thoughts. Um, Keep an eye on our Facebook page, Planet F1, and our Twitter, Planet underscore F1, to do so again for the next episode. In the meantime, check out our website, planetf1.com, to keep up with everything happening in the sport. Thanks again, stay safe, and see you soon. Bye! Looking for the sexiest new job? Or maybe the techiest? Or the chefiest? Or perhaps the salesiest? We have them all and more on Ireland's jobsiest job site, jobs.ie, where 90% of jobs advertised end in a hire, so it's the savviest place to search too. With smart technology that matches your CV with the career you're looking for, just register today and download our app to find your dreamiest job. Jobs.ie, the jobsiest job site. Sports Social Podcast Network.